0: Hi, and welcome to The Higher Ed Briefing. We bring you curated stories from across the world in edtech and education. Join me, Lewis McKinnon, as we explore the latest trends, insights, and inspiring tales in the field of learning every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you have a story you would like featuring on The Higher Ed Briefing, please get in touch via lewis at highered.uk. That's L-E-W-I-S at highered.uk. With all that being said, Let's move on to our first story. Our first story today brings back fond memories of being in Europe, as old friends at the European Commission on the 15th of November adopted the proposal for a council recommendation called Europe on the Move, a learning mobility opportunity for everyone as part of the Talent Mobility Package. The European Commission has unveiled a pivotal proposal, titled Europe on the Move, on the 15th of November 2023, as part of the Talent Mobility Package, with a core objective of integrating learning mobility into all education and training paths. This initiative is a crucial component of the broader European Education Area, or EEA, designed to elevate the prevalence of learning periods abroad for EU citizens and extend these opportunities to individuals facing barriers, including those with disabilities. Additionally, the proposal seeks to enhance the EU's appeal as a global learning destination for talents from third countries. To achieve these goals, the proposal outlines ambitious EU-level targets to be reached by 2030 among these targets, the proposal aims to raise the percentage of higher education graduates with a learning mobility experience to at least 25%, an increase from the current target of 20%. In Vocational Education and Training, or VET, the objective is to ensure that at least 15% of learners benefit from a mobility experience abroad, or from the previous 8% target set for 2025. Furthermore, the proposal strives to ensure that a minimum of 20% of all learners engaged in learning mobility comes from groups facing fewer opportunities. The scope of the proposal spans various sectors, including higher education, vocational education and training, school education, adult education and youth exchanges. To address barriers to mobility, the proposal advocates for measures such as increased outreach, awareness initiatives, enhanced language learning, recognition of learning outcomes and support for the transition to the labour market. Drawing on evidence from extensive consultations, including a European Citizens Panel, the Commission's proposal is informed by over 1,000 inputs, public consultations, Stakeholder discussions and studies, notably the 2023 study, which is called Supporting Learning Mobility, Progress, Obstacles and a Way Forward. The European Citizens Panel comprising 142 randomly selected individuals, representative of EU diversity, providing 21 recommendations to enhance access and participation in learning experiences abroad, irrespective of age. These citizen-driven suggestions have significantly influenced the formulation of the Commission's Legislative Proposal. You can download the Council Recommendation Proposal for You're Upon the Move via www.erasmus-plus.ec.europa.eu Before we get to our second story today, I wondered if I could ask a favour. At Higher Ed we research, produce and publish this podcast for free, three times a week without adverts, so you can keep abreast of what's happening in the sector. If I could ask you to recommend this podcast to a friend so they can subscribe too, it will go a long way to helping support the impact of what we aim to do. Thank you for your time, now on to the second story. Our second story is another one of those fantastic collaborations between a public sector institution and a startup, combining innovation with ambition. In this case, in the form of a partnership between ETH Public University Zurich and MIT affiliated startup Incbit. In a groundbreaking development, researchers at ETH Public University in Zurich, in collaboration with the US-based startup InkBit, have achieved a significant milestone in 3D printing technology by successfully printing a robotic hand, complete with bones, ligaments and tendons. This achievement represents a noteworthy advancement, as all components of the robotic hand were printed simultaneously, using a novel laser scanning technique as detailed in a research journal published in Nature. The various parts of the robotic hand were crafted from different polymers, with varying degrees of softness and rigidity. This innovative approach allows 3D printers to create special plastics with elastic qualities, in a single printing process, offering new possibilities in the field of prosthetics and other applications requiring soft robotic structures. The key breakthrough lies in Inkbit's development of a method to 3D print slow-curing plastics, a departure from the traditional use of fast-curing plastics. This hybrid printing method brings several advantages, including increased durability and enhanced elastic properties. Notably, it enables a more accurate mimicry of natural structures, exemplified by the intricacies of the robotic hand. According to ETH Zurich Robotics Professor Robert Katchman, robots made of soft materials, such as the developed hand, possess advantages over conventional metal robots, as they pose less risk of injury when working with humans and are better suited for handling fragile goods. The printing process still occurs layer by layer, but an integrated scanner continually monitors the surface for irregularities before instructing the system to transition to the next material type. The extruder and scraper have been updated to accommodate slow-curing polymers, offering fine-tuning capabilities for creating objects tailored to diverse industries. Beyond human-like appendages, the technology holds potential for manufacturing objects that absorb noise and vibrations. Inkbit, an MIT-affiliated startup, played a crucial role in developing this technology and is poised to capitalize on it commercially. The company plans to sell the newly developed printers to manufacturers and offer complex 3D printed objects utilising the technology to smaller entities, showcasing the versatility and commercial viability of this groundbreaking 3D printing innovation. I've developed a much greater appreciation for early years childcare since my daughter was born three and a half years ago. And I've come to realise how substantial the support structure is in the UK. Five and a half thousand miles away in Brasilia, and on the eve of Brazil's presidency of the G20, organisations such as Their World believe the country could be a global champion for early years care. As Brazil anticipates assuming the presidency of the G20, advocacy groups including Their World, the Lego Foundation, and the International Rescue Committee. Are rallying for President Lula da Silva to champion increased global investment in early years care. The Act for Early Years campaign, spearheaded by Their World and the Early Childhood Development Action Network, ECDAN, has issued an open letter to President Lula da Silva, urging him to leverage Brazil's 2024 leadership to encourage governments worldwide to prioritise early years care and education. Brazil, known for its commitment to children's rights and early childhood development policies, now has a unique opportunity to influence global policy and economic matters through the G20 presidency. The campaign highlights the stark reality that over half the world's young children lack access to essential childcare and pre-primary education, exacerbating inequality and diminishing their future prospects. Their world's senior campaign advisor, Ben Hewitt, emphasised the urgency of addressing the global early years crisis and commended Brazil's recognition of the importance of early childhood development. The call to President Lula da Silva is to rejuvenate the G20 initiative for early childhood development, established in 2018, an advocate for new commitments prioritising investments in early years care. The initiative is seen as crucial in the face of persistent underfunding of early years care worldwide. The alarming statistic from a global poll by Their World reveals that 68% of parents in Brazil struggled to afford childcare, underscoring the widespread challenges faced by families. Brazil's G20 presidency, beginning on December 1st, aligns with its vision of building a fair world and a sustainable planet. Advocates stress that early years care is integral to this mission as it lays the foundation for a prosperous and equitable future. The campaign also draws attention to the disproportionate impact of the global childcare crisis on women due to existing gender norms. The high costs and limited availability of early year support often force women out of the workforce, resulting in negative consequences for families, businesses, economies and tax revenues. The broader goal is to encourage Brazil to champion new targets for action under the G20 initiative, addressing the pressing need for increased investment in early years care to foster a more just and sustainable global future. That's all from me today. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to The Higher Ed Briefing wherever you get your podcast fix to receive a new set of stories every Monday, Wednesday and Friday from the world of education. Links to all stories covered in today's briefing can be found in the episode description, along with acknowledgements for the original authors and sources. Higher Ed Briefing is a Higher Ed Media production.